So despite the fact that almost nothing has been happening in the offseason and definitely nothing has been happening in Blue Jays land, uh, our mailbag is full. So every single week we comb through all of our interaction from you folks, the grounds crew. We answer your questions and your comments. You can always send us a DM on Twitter at Walk Off Podcast, on Instagram, the Walk off podcast and then our patreon members get that patreon bump you can send your messages just through patreon or in the discord and we have plenty to get to today so there is the housekeeping for you i'm scott belford joined as always by the best co-host in the biz adam mac and we're gonna get into it we should have if we were thinking ahead made this a christmas letters to santa edition should have had the yes. graphics oh, ready boy. and everything. Damn it. I'm just kicking myself right now. You just thought uh, of this right this second, didn't you? Just right this second, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. We have our best <sighs> ideas mid-episode and then cannot and then, execute them. And then forget yes. them as soon as we can um, so that by next mailbag, we also won't do it. Um, Speaking of forgetting things, uh, just a heads up, everybody that we do have plenty of really cool interviews that are going to be released over the next week or two. Uh, we sit down with Jolly Olive of John Boy. So Jack is going to join us literally in less than 90 minutes. He's coming on here. Not sure when that's going to be out. Of course, if you are a Patreon member, you do get that exclusive look at all of our interviews. Uh, and then right after Jack, we sit down with Joe Siddle of Sportsnet, former major league catcher with the Expos and Marlins and Tigers. Bears, oh That my. should be out today. And then Taylor Sacedo is all, or sorry, that should be out tomorrow. Okay. I know you're looking you at, you're me. like, we just, you're like, we, we just, just went over this. the schedule, Scott. What are you doing here? <laughs> Joe Siddle, tomorrow, Wednesday. And then Taylor Sacedo we talked to last week. And I think we're planning to do that um, a week from Friday. Yeah, I think so as our Friday show. There you go. Yep. So anyways, if you do want to skip the line and get right to those interviews, it's one buck a week. And if you just want to wait, that's also very cool Wednesday. And then uh, a week from Friday for Sacedo. And I'm not sure when we'll release Jack from John boy, but it's coming. It's coming. Um, also my top 10 list of TV moms. I'd be so good to is mm. now out on Patreon exclusive. That will never See the light of YouTube. Um, I do sing I a totally... full song for three straight minutes at the end of it. So if you want to know how good I am at singing, that's that's the only place you can find it on, on Patreon. So there you go. I got feedback on this list. Okay, let's start right the mailbag away, with this then. Give me the feedback. Right away, um, it was mentioned, what the heck, Jennifer Aniston of Friends, She's not a mom. That's ridiculous. But you were correct. I forgot at the end Later of seasons. Yeah. That's right. She there you snuck go. snuck in there right under the deadline. Snuck in there right under the wire. Yeah. Good for her. Um, yeah. Kudos to her. So not my number one, though. good to her. <laughs> be so good to her. Uh, my favorite part of doing that list was coming up with 10 ways that I would be so good to someone. So okay. in addition to just learning the 10 beautiful women from my childhood that I admired, um, you'll also get 10 silly ways that I would be so good to her. So 
that's worth watching it. It's like a 10 minute video. It's not a big grind. So uh, it's if you're on Patreon, it's definitely, I think, worth watching. Uh, if you're not on Patreon, I don't know that it's worth signing up for. But yeah, there you go. Um, this week as well, uh, it's my Christmas top 10 lists. So mm-hmm. I really didn't want to do a top this 10 Christmas movies. movies, but that's what but everybody voted are. for. So I'm doing top 10 Christmas movies. That'll be out this week. Um, this is a democracy, not democracy. an authoritarian fucking yes. way of living. So Adam had to follow the rules, which was voted upon by the Patreon. And so movies it is. Um, Now, the other side of that is the other things that got fewer votes all are things that I would rather do. So I'm going to do a quick top five of those as well in the same one. So uh, we got top five Christmas songs, top five Christmas TV episodes, and top five Christmas snacks and or consumables. So can you where tell w- it's been a slow off season? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> there you go. Will die hard make the list. Everyone, everyone wants to know. Yeah. Um, by the way, acknowledgements to everybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas and celebrates anything else or nothing at all. Mm. Kudos to you. I'm not a happy holidays guy. I know everyone's like, oh, you should do that because then people aren't excluded. But I'm like, no, I'll I'll wish you what I'm celebrating. You wish me what you're celebrating in return. If I say Merry Christmas and you want to say Happy Kwanzaa, cool. I'll high five you. Like, can we just do it that way? Actually, See, you know I'm what? The opposite. I love saying happy holidays and I say it oh, hoping to piss people me okay. off. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, happy holidays, everybody. Who's upset? That's, <laughs> what does that you say start, about me, Adam? That's how you start every comedy <laughs> show in December. Happy holidays. Who's upset? Um, I tell you what, just to really lean into this, I'm going to start saying happy birthday on my birthday to everyone. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate what I'm <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Whether you're celebrating it or not, Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, two months from now, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, glad we've uh, weeded out everybody else. Let's get to the I'm glad back. we've done our typical winding 14-minute <laughs> intro before we even talk baseball. Good for us. Uh, good for <laughs> us. Uh, mailbag starts with one for Patreon. Uh, comment on yesterday's MLB Monday. Uh, Patrick says, more stories from the road. Uh, mm. Scott and I both shared stories from our uh, Christmas comedy shows we were doing over the, sorry, holiday Christmas shows that we did <laughs> <laughs> over the past Holiday weekend. Christmas shows? You still throw Christmas in there? <laughs> I liked it. Did I? I didn't. Oh, my God. Holiday comedy shows. shows. Sorry. Holiday <laughs> Christmas shows. Want to be inclusive here? <laughs> And we're off the rails again. (laughs) (sighs) Holiday comedy shows is what I meant to say. They both start with a K. All right. Stories from the road. Um, There you go. More of those. Um, If you're wanting to know what Scott and I do outside of the podcast and you like hearing more stand-up comedy related stuff, uh, Patreon is the place to find that. We do start what every single episode we ever do yeah we're on for like 20 minutes pre-show catching up and 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 talking shop so 
if that's something you're interested in, that actually is worth the uh, dollar a week to check out. So there you go. But if you hate the 14 minutes that we do before this, you probably don't need another 20 minutes. We get we it. actually have a form <laughs> on our website where you can go and apply and we will pay you four dollars as an apology. So there you go. Um, Sasha DM'd us on Twitter. Said, hello, Scott and Adam. I found the podcast middle of last season, and now I'm at the point that when you guys miss an episode, like last Friday, I feel like my day is incomplete. Hope everything's all right. Yes, it is. Uh, Scott and I were just both on the road. Way up north. No internet. My Wi-Fi sucked up there. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, Question for mailbag from Sasha. Uh, I think I heard the Blue Jays get their City Connect jerseys this year. Have you heard anything on this? This is the first I've heard. You know about it, though. Yeah. Well, actually, I hadn't heard, so I looked it up, and Sasha is correct. The Toronto Blue Jays MLB City Connect uniforms will be launched May 6th of 2024. So, start of the season this year. Uh, Team will wear them for the first time Friday, May 31st against the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, designs still not seen as of yet. So who knows what the design is going to be. There's been some real misses when it comes to the city connects and there's been some big hits too. So I am really curious to see what their take on the blue Jays will be. Uh, Do they stick with the blue? Do they go a different color Adam? We actually got some really good uh, city connect Jersey submissions in discord and patreon last season when we talked about this um i can't remember who but we had three different people do like the jersey design feature in the mlb video game and they were pretty Mm -hmm. pretty cool there's no way the space needle no space needle cn sorry that's seattle cn tower there's no way the cn tower isn't featured right you would think it's it's likely you would think what it's if they funny went... man because johnny tunes day with johnny mm-hmm. he's gotten into uh messing around on ai and he's been sending some logos to the walk-off twitter account and i am excited man it's gonna be interesting to see the take on a traditional like the blue jays the, what they they had the black jays uniform for a while in the early 2000s and Mm -hmm. then went back to kind of like the classic Mm -hmm. jays logo so it's been kind of a classic logo for decades like you know it's it's been pretty regularly how they started their logo in the 77 season their inaugural season and it hasn't changed much so i hope they step outside of the box with the silver and blue by the way it was awful that was yeah terrible so glad we're back to what we're at um, are you going to get a City Connect jersey? Are you gonna, or you're like, nah, it's not for me. Or does it depend on it how it depend. looks? If it's yeah. cool, man, you know me. I'm, I'm. Yeah. That's my Achilles heel. Cool Jay's apparel. Yeah, yeah. I'll wind up getting it. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, I think I'm with you. I think I'm leaning towards committing to getting it unseen like before i know what it is like i yeah if i'm gonna get it i'll want to make that decision before i've seen it i want to just force myself to get it and then and then i'll be actually like really excited if it's if it looks sweet 
And if it looks like ugly, I'll be like, ah, I'll be even more grossed out by it. Um, Rounds crew, what would you like to see? Like, I'm really curious as to the color schemes the fan base would want. So, Grounds crew, this is your chance to drop comments, and we'll we'll tackle this next mailbag. But just would love to know the direction you'd like to see City Connect go with this jersey. Uh, do you want to see them stick with the traditional blue? Do you want them to? I know there's been people saying go back to the all, the all black, right? Go all black. That could be cool. I don't know. I yeah. hope they get, like, I really hope, the one thing I hope, man, is I don't want red. They've already mm. got the Canada gate. Like, they've already got the red jerseys. Do we need another red jersey? Yeah, I hear you. So, all I am dying for is I want it to look outrageous. Like, if if we do a City Connect jersey and it's, like the Dodgers City Connect jersey yeah. is like that's just the same thing, but with a lost Dodgers. Yeah. It's, I mean, whatever. I don't live in LA. Maybe for the people that live there, that's super special. I don't know. But I'm like the Baltimore Orioles, also super boring. It has that like little trim of gray and black digital camo, I think it is on the, the fringes. And otherwise, it's just. Like, I want something that's, like, crazy. And I would rather it be crazy and hate it than it be boring and hate it. Oh, I thought you were going to say crazy and hate it, then red. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, okay, I'm looking at the the San Diego Padres. Definitely not, like, a color scheme I love. The neon yellow and and teal or whatever. Um, But it is, like... It's different. Right? It's it's a drastic change from their regular color scheme without a doubt. Like there is no brown and yellow. It is <laughs> Yeah. Looks um, more like an ice cream flavor. The Red Sox with their yellow and light mm-hmm. blue. Again, I don't think that that's a good color scheme necessarily, but like But the story it's... behind it is cool and that's the thing, right? It's like some of these city connects it's all about the story it's telling. So the Boston one's about the Boston marathon. And um, I know the Seattle Mariners is a throwback with mm-hmm. the Trident use. I know I was talking to Taylor Sacedo about the Seattle Mariners city connects. And he said he really likes the Jersey, but he's like the black pants. He's like, it's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> he's like, I hate the black pants. He's like, why wouldn't they make them blue? And he's like, do you know how hot black pants get in the sun? And I was, I was like, I never thought of that. And yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think what about like, I'm um, ironic that I'm wearing it now, but what about like plaid? That's a oh, God. That would be like, I would handle red if it was red plaid. Right? Like if it was just this, but with this, a Jays logo. With a Jays. <laughs> oh my God. Maple, uh, maple syrup, like dripping off the lettering or something. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. It'll be I interesting. Think... We can move on here, but it will be interesting to see if the angle they take is Canadian centric or if it's Toronto centric because mm-hmm. there's two different forks in the road as to which way they can go. And I mean, they constantly touted as Canada's team, and it is. I mean, we're a freaking two numbnuts in Alberta that can't stop what if, talking about them. So, 
What if the logo was just like the outline of all of Canada and it said Blue Jays across it? That's cool. Didn't say Toronto at all. Country Connect jerseys. The first Country Connect jerseys. First Country Come on. Connect. People who live in Toronto hate this idea. <laughs> They're like, no, I do not want to be the Moose Jaw Blue Jays. Yeah. The Chilliwack Blue Jays. All right, let's move on. Um, Good question, though. Uh, I'm excited for Jays getting City Connect jerseys. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll probably get them. And I, I hope I'm not disappointed, Scott. Um, oh, by the way, I went to the West Edmonton Mall yesterday. I should have started with this, Scott. I went to the West Edmonton Mall. Yes. Shout out to the guy at the West Edmonton Mall wearing an Oilers jersey with Otani on the back. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that is that is dedication to the biggest free agent superstar in history, maybe coming to Canada. That must've been (laughs) so disappointing for him to like go all in like that and just be like, Oh, he wasn't even on the flight. (laughs) Well, I wonder if he ordered it and didn't get it until, until post post like signing. Yeah. I hope he at least got to wear it for a day. Like during the flight, he's like in his Oilers Jersey. He's like, yeah, crazy. Now he's just got to, well, you know what? It's like those misprint baseball cards or whatever, right? It's like those are worth more because there's a typo on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that Oilers jersey will be worth something someday. All right. Um, Brian See, Crawford. It's too bad because had Otani come to Canada, his kid could have played hockey. And then it fits perfectly. <laughs> this is true. Could have worn 99. It would been great. Could have worn 99. Um been the first goaltender to also play defense <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry yeah <laughs> we're really moving sorry that's all right um it's got a mean poke check and face off all right um for everybody that stuck around thank you um <laughs> brian crawford uh on the patreon question for the mailbag besides Besides Bellinger, what free agents do you want the Jays to target, Scott? That is a great question. And it's not the easiest answer because you do need to take into account the budgetary restraints on this Toronto Blue Jays team. And the truth is we don't really know what those restraints are. All we're going off of is Mark Shapiro at the end of the season saying that the budget is going to be around where it was in 2023. And then we watched them pursue Shohei Otani for $700 million, make that uh, offer to them and then watch him choose the Dodgers. Now, obviously we're all aware that this was a separate budget and, and we can't expect them to just add $700 million with a payroll because that was Otani specific. But I do wonder if maybe the budget is higher than Shapiro is letting on. And if that's the case, that does change the way you view free agency. Because one of the things that I think we've touched on quite a bit, Adam, is the fact that if they do make a big splash in free agency, I think it's safe to say that the other needs will be met by trade. So... Outside of Cody Bellinger, and I'm not, we Adam and I have talked about this ad nauseum. 
Adams a little bit more on board with Bellinger. The price tag scares me just because at $200 million, I would really hope that there's a little less risk than is attached to Cody Bellinger, but that's the market we're in. And the Blue Jays desperately need a big lefty bat. Hopefully Bellinger can replicate the season he just had and, and can be that guy. So yeah, I'd be, I, I could swallow dealing with a signing of Cody Bellinger and cross my fingers and hope that it works out because that's where we're kind of at on that. But outside of Bellinger, I think that JD Martinez is a pretty darn good fit when it comes to uh, the DH side of things. I think that Jorge Soler is still kind of a fit there. Soler is another guy that worries me. You're probably going to need to go two or three years with him around that 45 to $50 million range. And he had an amazing season last year, but you start looking at his numbers over his career and, I, I think in his 10-year career, there's only two real outstanding seasons. So you are really rolling the dice on him as well. However, he will provide some power. So, I mean, you're probably going to get 25 home runs out of Jorge Soler no matter what. Teoscar Hernandez, could there be a reunion there? Same sort of thing. Honestly, the free agent market isn't that exciting. Like, is there one guy on the free agent market, Adam, that if, if the Jays went out and got, you'd be super excited about? Not going to like this answer, but Cody Bellinger. Yeah. If we sign Cody fair. Bellinger, I'd be excited. Like, Yeah, no, I'd be excited too. I know, I know you would be too. I, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who are like adamantly against it, but also once you got him, you're going to... Never in a million years would I have ever been excited for George Springer until we signed him. And then I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, ecstatic. I was like, this is crazy. So, um, I mean, Reese Hoskins, I think is a really good fit for this team. He defensively isn't great, but I mean, he can do the DH and first base role that Brandon Belt had last year. He's probably going to cost a little bit more, but again, he's a, a guy who is going to break up the right-handed bats. I mean, like there's, there's good options out there. Are there great options? Is there the cure-all out there? Probably not, now that Soto and Otani are off the list. So what does that leave in trade? It really depends on what's available. And I think that there's stuff available we don't even know about. And I, I, I kind of feel like, and there's no reason for me to believe this outside of my own brain kind of doing the math on it. So this is just speculation, obviously. And I've already online had people uh, tell me I'm full of shit and that it means nothing. But basically my view is that the silence we're hearing out of this blue Jays front office probably has to do a lot with the fact that they are casting a really wide net when it comes to trade candidates and you mm -hmm. don't really wish to tip your hand. So you keep your mouth shut. And we don't really know what's coming down the pike. And I mean, I, the pushback on that is no information means no information. It doesn't mean that they're working hard on trades. This front office sucks. Shatkins. <laughs> right? Like that is the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... You know what sucks, Adam? I'm not even a fan of Atkins, but the, the, the nonstop hate of him. Like it makes me push back so much more than I should. Like I just like fuck off. Like I know he's puts back. you in a position There's to defend stuff. Nothing we can do. Like <laughs> yeah, it's um. 
transactions, whether they're trades or free agency signings, it's like watering your bamboo plant. You know, you just got to water it every day and there's no bamboo growing and you're just like, did I forget to put a bamboo seed in the dirt here? What is this? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you have 40 feet worth of bamboo in one day and you're like, oh, okay, we signed Bellinger and Josh Hader and Blake Snell. This is a lot of bamboo. I love it. Um, speaking of hater, I'd put him on my list. I mean, I know that this genuinely is hater. I know, is, we're, but I'm with yeah. I'm with you, man. That would be huge. It bumps everybody down a roll, so it takes yeah. a really good bullpen and makes it that much better. Um, man, give me Jordan Romano with 38 saves last year as our setup man. Uh, yes, amazing. Please. Yeah, yeah, totally. Think how dominant Eric Swanson is coming in in the seventh inning. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, Blake. Blake Snell's also on my list of like things that yeah. we don't need but would make our team better. Don't need, but would make the team better. Yeah. You know, if Man, uh, imagine if that's the direction this front office winds up taking after trying to bolster the offense in a down year in free agency for offense, and they're like, you know what, like. Maybe we double down on pitching and defense. We'll well, we'll watch our the fan bases, uh, all, all their brains, just like all of our brains, well, okay. <laughs> load in on each other. Tell you what, right now the rotation goes: Gossman, Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi. Question mark. Mm-hmm. Right. Barrios yep. a free agent. Maybe we maybe we make him a small offer. Maybe we don't. Alec Manoa. As question mark as question it gets. Yeah. Uh, Tiedman, upside, is he ready? Certainly not at the start of the year. Best case scenario, yep. he dominates, and we bring him up the same way we did with Manoa in like in late April, April, early yeah. May, right? Yeah. Probably service time manipulation is going to be a factor. Just a reminder to everyone, too, he if you wait four weeks after the start of the season, so I think this year it falls like May 2nd or something like mm-hmm. that, it does push his arbitration years by a full season. So without a doubt, like there is no way Tiedemann breaks spring training because they'll just wait a month. (laughs) Well, especially with a guy. I guarantee they'd rather just give Alec Manoa another chance for four starts than, than, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Um, Bowden Francis is probably another guy who's going to compete for that fifth starting role. Sure. So Ricky Tiedemann um, last year pitched 44 innings the year before. Okay. I know the immediate pushback here is these are only official game logged innings. The whole pitching lab of it all and those simulated innings. I get all that. But that's a good enough excuse for them to use as cover to manipulate his service time is like well we just want to manage his workload and we don't want to have him out there pitching for 150 innings this year and blah 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 so like they're totally gonna get away with being shitty about it um okay so all that to be said we got four rock solid options in the rotation then a question mark we could absolutely fit blake snell into our rotation and then I have too much pitching. Well, but, and then all of a sudden you go, 
maybe we don't need Ricky Tiedemann to pan out. Like from a financial, um, you know, you got to have good young pitching that's affordable. So like, there's I I know all that, but for in the short term, maybe you go, let's go get Jose Ramirez again. Let's mm-hmm. you know we can put a package together that is Alec Manoa and Ricky Tiedemann. That's and, a really good point too. That it, that going out and getting a Yamamoto. I don't think Yamamoto's in the in the cards. Obviously, as we watch the Dodgers and Yankees and Mets and Red Sox going hard after him. But you know what? There are other options out there, like a Blake Snell. Adam, you just mentioned that. But it does absolutely push right. things down. And with Kukuchi, that's why I just think we should having... be open to signing a pitcher because yeah. we do have some it, pitching uh, resources that would be valuable in trade that could be leveraged like to. Absolutely. To replace, whether it's Jose Ramirez, I know that's kind of like optimistic, hilarious fantasy because mm-hmm. of how hard we went after him two years ago. But like, we could go get something at third base via trade. But I don't want to move on from Manoa and Tiedemann if it means we're putting uh, Bowden Francis, Francis in. Sorry, Hello. Bowden Francis, but I don't want to see you pitching exactly. every single week. So, so but there you go. So that's that's my point of we could sign a starting pitcher, even if it's not Blake Snell, even if it's just like a number three, four guy and Kikuchi's our and number five. And I think five, with the that's, fact that's that okay you think down to one year on his contract, too, that's another reason to kind of look ahead to the future. If you are yep. going to invest money in the starting rotation, maybe investing in the upper echelon isn't a bad move. You mm-hmm. know, it's not redundant because in one year we're going to need pitching anyways. So you might as well maybe make a splash when the pitching market is deep like this year, rather than maybe go to next year where there is more offense available, but now you're paying a premium for pitching. So, you go. All right. Good question. Um, hope we answered it. Okay. Uh, next question kind of relates to it. Matt Finley says, Hey gents, quick question. Mailbag. Uh, do you think the Jays will make more trades or more free agent signings this offseason? And which type do you think will happen first? I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. I'm going to predict that there's more trades. More more uh, of the Blue Jays' needs are filled through trade than free agency, although I do think that there is one or two uh, free agent signings coming minimum. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is every time we talk to anyone from Sportsnet, which they do have insider information, whether mm-hmm. they put it in an article or not, you know, when we talk to Ben Nicholson Smith, it's like he yeah, seemed this... pretty dead set on there being some big trades coming. Like, honestly, he's like this team needs to add like four pieces to this lineup. So mm-hmm. there's, you there's a lot. There's a lot trade? coming. Yeah. I mean, Keegan Matheson of MLB.com said the same thing. Keegan's interview is up right now, uh, as well as Ben Nicholson-Smith's BNS is just from two or three weeks ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not quite as up to date, but uh, check it out. Like, honestly, it does feel like from the reporters in the know, without them actually saying it, that the Blue Jays seem to be leaning towards trades over a big splash in free agency. Time will tell moves are coming though right like you can't uh, oh yeah. go hard after otani miss out and then go well let's just run it back 
Dude, even if they're underwhelming and we hate them, there's plenty of moves coming. Yeah. I know. We'll trade for Jonathan India and we'll count that as yeah. the oh my God. first big transaction. I just hate that rumor season. so much, dude. I like I read the Reds uh fan side article on it, which you're always going to get worked up, but like it's so yeah. funny. He brought up uh Alec Manoa, <laughs> Danny Jansen. Oh yeah. And Dalton Varsho. And he was like, maybe a one for one deal would work, but none of them really move the needle for me. And I'm like, those three guys are each one for one. The Jays would say no to a hundred percent. Like Jonathan India, one of the worst defensive second baseman in hey. all of major league baseball, dude. He is the worst defensive second baseman, but he has he a, doesn't hit. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, but he has a OPS plus of 101. So. Yeah. Like he doesn't hit for average. He doesn't hit for power. And the Blue Jays have five second basemen, Adam. Like yeah. literally think about it. We have Biggio, Santiago Espinal. We have David Schneider, Aralvis Martinez, and Addison Barger. And, and we're going to trade for Jonathan India? <laughs> Fuck off. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Um, there you go. Trades are coming. Some are going to be underwhelming. Um, yeah, I would say more trades than free agent signings, if for no other reason than I don't think we sign more than two guys. Mm-hmm. And I think we need four to five. Four to five transactions. So there you go. Um, what like happens that. first? I don't know. Coin toss. Uh, Discord. Uh, Scott Adams, second prez of USA. Quite the username. Uh, The Keegan Matheson episode was great. He's so candid and honest. Very relatable. I love the amount of time he spent addressing the Donaire question. Yeah, me too. Yeah, truly. He got into the weeds on the garlic fingers and Donaires. Can they be found in Toronto? He says yes, but... They still suck. (laughs) He gave a couple of examples and he's like, these places have them and they're acceptable. And then goes on to really tout some good ones in Halifax. There you go. go. (laughs) Where, where can I get some uh, good donairs in Toronto? Well, if you head down to the uh, Pearson international airport and you get on a flight to Halifax, get on a flight to Halifax. Yeah. (laughs) Him talking about the biggest red flag for him is when Donair shops in Toronto say uh, East Halifax Coast Donairs yeah. or Maritime Donairs. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Ian in Discord says, regardless of what the team adds this offseason, do we still think George is the leadoff man? I personally would put him at four or five, depending who we add. And I would bat the two-time league leader in hits at number one. I love this question. And I know we spent some time yesterday on MLB Mondays talking about this. Yeah, I'm ready for George Springer to be moved down in the lineup. I think either figuring it out, figuring out a new leadoff guy internally, and I think Bo Bichette does make a lot of sense there, um, or going out, and that being one of the attributes you're after in the third baseman or left fielder or whatever it may be that you're after, I think is something that the Blue Jays are 
looking to do. I could be wrong. We don't know for sure. And obviously George Springer was their big free agent signing back in the off season between 2021 or uh, sorry, 2020 and 2021. And, um, we don't know the verbal agreements that were made and maybe they said you're leading off forever, but I, I really doubt that. And I think that George Springer does profile as a guy who should be trying really hard to adjust his swing to be more power potent and hit more dingers. We've seen him have that big power bat his whole career. And I know last year was one of his, his worst career seasons. I think he only hit 20 dingers. So maybe you cheat a little, George, strike out a little more, add 10 dingers to that total, hit third or, or uh, sorry, hit fourth or fifth. That's where I'd love to see him in the lineup is hitting fifth. Bringing yeah. a couple big bats and hit George Springer fifth. I just don't want to see Dalton Varsho hitting three for the first two no, months of the season no. again. And I don't think, uh, I don't think this front office will be given the leeway by the fan base to do that for the two months this year, like last year. Um, yeah, George. Anywhere in the middle of the lineup. Definitely. I don't care to see him as the leadoff guy anymore. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, I just want to line up so good that I don't care about the order. Is that too much to ask? No. Too much to ask? (laughs) All right. Um, Oshawa Bob says, this is off topic, but in the future, can you two clowns touch on how IL players get paid uh, and how the team recoups money uh, whenever it fits in one of these podcasts? Thanks. It fits perfectly right here. That's what, what the mailbag's all about. Fit. Yes. There you go. All right, Oshawa Bob. All MLB contracts are guaranteed. This isn't like the NFL where if you get injured, they can just toss you out like a broken lawn chair. So, yeah, they're going to get paid. Now, a lot of these big contracts are insured. And normally, I don't know the ins and outs of exactly how these insured contracts work, but from what I have read, 75 to 80% can be recouped on an injured player, but the injured player is still receiving a hundred percent of his pay. So the organization of the injured player is on the hook for that 20 to 30%. The insurance company isn't covering. And then the insurance cover and the company covers the rest. There you go. Uh, There was an interesting conversation kind of related to this topic on nothing personal, just business. What's the name of that? Nothing personal, David Sampson? Old Davis Sampson. Um, I don't know how much you follow the NBA, Scott, but there was a uh, Charlotte Hornets forward, Miles Bridges. Uh, I've never heard of him before. He might be a superstar. I don't follow the NBA. Um, denied access into Canada for his legal troubles. So right, not allowed to play in Canada. And um, David Sampson kind of talked about that and the ramifications of that sort of stuff and how MLB teams and how the uniform contract policy applies for cases like that. 
um, that would be an instance in which, unless specifically stipulated in their contract, uh, they would not be paid for. So if a player misses time. But they're healthy enough go. to play. There you go. I don't know how it worked with the uh, COVID stuff. Were, mm-hmm. If players weren't allowed to come to Canada, were they still getting paid? I don't know. That probably was a case-by-case basis. Like, if you're Max Scherzer, we'll probably keep paying you. But if you're some guy, Whit Merrifield, we're probably like, just get the job, dude. Browns crew, if you know, fill us in. Okay, well, now we've opened the door to everybody that hates the vaccine to flood our comment section. So look what we've done, Scott. This is terrible. Uh, Good question, though, Bob. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, we'll end on this one, uh, and then we'll get out of here because we got a lot more interviews to do today. Uh, Mark on the Patreon uh, reached out to us after last Wednesday's episode of uh, Writer's Room Wednesday, which mm-hmm. is you and me and Hey Kami uh, writing a series baseball of scripts sitcom. for a yeah. Yeah, baseball sitcom. Around so, the Horn. Around the Horn, uh, tentative name. Uh, so he says, super cool of you guys to accept feedback on Around the Horn. Uh, because it's actually hard to listen to your process without my own ideas popping up. The, sh- the show sounds really fun so far. Wish you guys the best with it. Um, here's what I've got, he says, and then gives a lot of stuff. Uh, I've read it. You've read it. Very thorough. Yes. Not going Hold to on, read Mark. it all on the mailbag here. Um, I'll read a couple points, and then just so you know, Mark, we will read it uh, more thoroughly with Joel uh, tomorrow, and we'll we'll talk about some of these points. But uh, one thing that I want to point out is he had suggested having a knuckleball pitcher with a dilemma where either his pitch doesn't work in indoor stadiums or it doesn't work uh, if he isn't baked, which is right. funny. Because this I is think... my character. My knuckleball character is a stoner. Yeah, Uh, I don't remember if we've totally fleshed this out, but I know one of our early talking points was the idea of having a guy like we always look at like lefty righty splits or home and away splits or whatever. But the idea of a guy who's like. Like someone in the in the khakis department recognizes that this guy hits or pitches way better in states where weed is legalized (laughs) and just like how. You know, obviously that would be be something there. So, uh, kind of a fun idea. So that kind of goes to the to that idea with the knuckleball pitcher. Um, and then also one point about please use the cheating scandal as an opportunity with to come up with something especially fun or funny instead of just banging trash cans or sticky stuff or steroids or something the Astros actually did. Um. Whatever you decide on, it should be outrageous. And this is something I hadn't even really considered until yeah, reading this we were comment. Just gonna rip on the Astros, and yeah. yeah. But um, so Mark's suggestion was. Uh, By the way, for everyone listening, just so you're sort of following along, the whole storyline of this give, is give the premise the the the, the Houston. Uh, what what's their name again? We're going with asteroids for now. It's a working asteroids. The title. Houston Asteroids. Yeah, yeah, the Houston Asteroids get caught in a big cheating scandal after winning the World Series. 
And then their whole team, including their analytics department and front office, gets suspended for the year. So we're kind of doing the, uh, if you saw, replacements with with uh, Keanu Reeves. With Keanu Reeves. Sort of a similar idea. Similar idea. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... That's it. Uh, okay, so the suggested scandal here was uh, you could make it something ridiculous, like the star players of the team convinced the Make-A-Wish Foundation kids of Houston to set up meetings with opposing team star players before their series and then have their kids guilt the opposing players into uh, admitting what pitches they don't feel comfortable hitting or eating a piece yeah. of cake with something they're allergic to in it or something that would give the asteroids an advantage. Um, you could do really flashbacks of the star players, do role play with the kids to teach them how to ask other players about their weaknesses. It's just, I love it. I love it. Um, so that, that's something that we should at least probably consider. And I don't think we've ever even had that conversation with Joel right now. The cheating scandal is only ever referred to as the cheating scandal, mm-hmm. but We've talked about, you know, is it a sticky stuff thing? Is it a banging on trash cans? Is it a performance enhancing substance? We should I don't get think... creative and come up with something. Yeah, funny. we've never come up with anything that would be wacky. So yeah. we should at least have that conversation and see what ideas we can come up with. I think this Wednesday, uh, Joel is also giving us a more thorough crash course on how to use on Final Draft. Final Draft, properly. yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, and I, I just want to say for the haters in the comment section who are going to rag on us for doing this, first of all, Joel is, is legit. You and me, very legit. couple, couple of wackadoos. Yeah. Joel, legit screenwriter, credited guy, has works being produced, funded, all that stuff. So. We're not just doing this as a hobby. There is real aspirations attached to this. And with that being said, everything in Hollywood is a crapshoot. So mm-hmm. just because Joel's Plus, legit. We just like writing baseball. Yeah, this is, like, this is a mean, fun process just, yeah. to go. So will this show ever see the light of day? No, Who knows? probably not. But, but whatever. It's, uh, but Joel's legit enough enough legitimate enough it could Joel's that's, legit, that's all i'm saying Joel's legitimate enough it could and we're he for anybody interested in the, the process last, it's i think fun to sit in on so he spent the last month being flowing back and forth between san diego finalizing his triggered watch for it because it's happening yep. and it's being produced so he wrote this uh, series called Triggered based on aut- uh, his little cousin has autism and it's a story based around a kid with autism and very, very cool and it's been picked up and is being produced and it's happening. It's and cool. the producer that he's doing this with, it turned out he was a huge baseball fan and so he floated this around the horn. Uh, a show Adam, him and I have literally been bouncing ideas off and talking about. Just, just fucking years. around for fun for, yeah. And then so. the guy was like, I love this idea. Show yeah. me something more substantial. And now the three of us are like, oh, now we got to <laughs> write it. Panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. That's the uh, that's it in a nutshell. And if you're interested in following along, that is, uh, again, every Wednesday, the three of us get together on Zoom and, and hash things out and catch up on 
where we're at in the screenwriting process, new characters that we're coming up with, scenes, etc., like that. So, and then feedback with uh, stuff like this from mm-hmm. Mark. So there you go. Uh, that's it for mailbag. Yeah, oh. thank you so much, everybody, for all your comments and interaction throughout the week. We do really appreciate it. Every single one of you in the grounds crew, it means so much that this little walk-off community is growing like it has. Uh, a big tip of the hat to the Patreon. Of course, you get your Patreon bump and get your questions and comments in automatically. Uh, you get exclusive, uh, not exclusive, uh, instant Priority? access to our, oh, yeah. to our instant access to interviews. By the yeah. way. Uh, we're literally hopping on off this right now. And then we're getting on a zoom call interview with, uh, Jack Jolly Olive from John boy. And then right after that, Joe Siddle sportsnet analyst, former major league catcher. So, uh, yeah, those will be out shortly. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.